Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Doc. That's right. That's where we bring you all this health and wellness info so that you can feel empowered and take control of your life, right? But we have a super, super awesome segment, which is Your Caring Docs, Docs Who Cares. That's when I bring doctors from all over the world and they come on here, yes, on our show podcast, and they give you all these gems and nuggets on health and wellness info. But the best part is that they let you know where you can find them if you'd like to be patient or client of them. Boom, all right here. So today I have a super special guest I'm going to introduce you. Alrighty, so we have Dr. Loom Frundi, right? Let me give you the gems and Dr. Frundi. So she went to med school at the Medical College of Georgia, um, GA Regents University, then she did her residency in pediatrics, right, at a children's hospital of Georgia in Augusta, Georgia. She's currently a pediatrician working in Georgia, and she has a passion for helping with childhood obesity. So everybody, welcome. Woo, Dr. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well, Dr. Beckford. Thank you for inviting me here today. Oh, it is my pleasure. I am just so happy that you're going to come and talk about childhood obesity and, you know, because it's, it's pretty prevalent. So let me know, first of all, what made you so passionate about childhood obesity? Go ahead and tell us. So I, I became extremely passionate about this um, because the numbers are rising every day. Mm. So I find myself as a general pediatrics um, counseling a lot of kids and a lot of parents on childhood obesity and even starting to treat um, complications like high blood pressure and diabetes, which mm. I never thought was going to be the case when I was um, in training with residency. So as I started talking to patients and having to deal with this, it became like my passion to help take care of this where we're preventing the complications early on. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now you mentioned the numbers are rising. Give us an idea, like what is, you know, what is the prevalence that we're seeing with childhood obesity as of now? As of right now, the most uh, recent um, mm -hmm. is one in three children are considered overweight. And uh, the statistics show that once you're starting overweight in childhood, um, the chances are you're going to continue on to obesity in adulthood. Oh, no, that is so alarming. I can understand why you're like taking the time out and like, let me try to see if I can help with this, like right now, while we're at the stage of prevention, right? In the pediatrics right. sense of things. So now we want to know, like with this, is it totally preventable? Because, you know, we're saying like one in three are considered overweight, but are all of those who are overweight, is it all preventable um, things or is there something else that can also attribute to this? Yes, so it is totally preventable. Yes, genetics plays a part of it, but 90% of the time is usually lifestyle. Oh. So yes, uh, a lot of times I do find parents will talk about, oh, it runs in the gene. I am big bone and stuff, but they're failing to understand that they actually have the power to make the choices for themselves and for their families to change that direction. Even though we've had histories where my mother was obese, my grandmother 
mother was obese, but because we have continued to make those choices that have led us to this state. So it's not bringing awareness to the fact that yes, genetics is a part of it, but we can start making changes for ourselves and for our children to change that narrative to from obesity to just a normal weight range. Um, even more so more than the weight is the complications that come with it, which you have talked about it, I think, with your previous videos of high blood pressure, diabetes that come with it. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know, as you mentioned, you know, people say, well, yeah, it runs in my family. And, you know, we're big boned. That's very, um, you know, that's one of the, the things that we hear fre frequently, you know, the narrative, oh, I'm big bone, it runs in my family. Oh, he's, or she will probably also be a large um, individual. Now, because of the fact that they're thinking it's like, you know, this is all familiar thing, trying to prevent it might seem like a daunting task for a family. Like, what are some of the ways that you think that you can help families to re recognize that it might not be as daunting as they think to try to make some of these changes? So um, what I usually start with my families is taking that stigma away. Mm. I really try not to look at the weight, like the number on the scale. We, it's, you know, it, it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. because when you start looking at the number, it leads to shame. It leads to uh, blame. It leads to all the states which like a state of helplessness. There's nothing I can do with it. Mm -hmm. Once you start looking at them, the person in front of you um, and, and putting or taking into concentration the emotional aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Now, how does this make you feel? Because most of the kids who have um, who are obese or overweight are actually bullied at school. Mm. They are actually have that sense of worthlessness, their low self-esteem, and also the sense of loneliness that would lead down to depression, anger, and all this family dynamics, which the parent is like, I don't understand why my kid is so angry. Right. So it's more than that physical, it's more of the emotional. So give your reasons why you should consider this more than the number, more than that, where mm. you're actually helping your child and seeing your child and making those changes for both of you. Wonderful, wonderful. Wow. You know, it's, it's so much more, like you say, than the scale. It's so much more than um, there's such an emotional impact on the child that a lot of us might not even realize, you know, a child might end up becoming withdrawn or and or angry, you know, in two different ways that they are um, trying to cope with this bullying or even society stigma of what you should look like, especially when they enter into those tween years. I can imagine. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about it. I saw the look. <laughs> you are seeing it. So tell us, you're seeing so many challenges with some of our tweens. Am I correct? Right, right. A lot of teenagers, um, uh, I, I want to say when I first started practicing, mm -hmm. um, I would say, this is the number, you're overweight. And I had this, uh, teenagers would just cry. They're bawling out crying. So after the second teenager, I had to come and ask, like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. So by the time they're getting to me, they've been bullied, low self-esteem, they've heard this their entire life, either from friends, from families, and they're not comfortable in their skin oh. and then to come to your doctor and have that confirmation on the skill is just like 
everything pours out. So I had to start changing it for them. I had to start seeing them and, and just really uniquely with each patient, with each family coming up with, okay, what can we do to make a small change for you today? Right, right. So what are some of these changes that you're able to um, help these families incorporate? Because it might sound like, okay, you've been told, oh, you're, you know, you're obese or you're in this part of the scale or the BMI, blah, blah, blah. And it might be so overwhelming for the family, like, I don't know what to do. But I know that you've, because you've encountered this, and you're so passionate about it, you, you've figured out a way to really talk to these patients on a humanistic level to let them know that there are ways that we can do this. Tell us what are some of these that you've expressed to your families? So um, when we first start, I like I said, the number we plotted on the BMI with our BMI uh, curves in clinic is like a green, yellow, and red. Mm-hmm. So green, you're really doing good. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yellow, okay, we need to make some changes and slow down with certain habits. And red is like we need to turn around. You turn. It's, this is the time. So totally taking the number out of it. So once we get to the part of um, this is where we need to make a U-turn, I do have a chart with the eating habits Mm -hmm. because all of these are like habits that have created over time. Mm -hmm. Your sleep schedule, what are you drinking? How many times are you eating out a week? Mm -hmm. Uh, How much time are you spending on devices? And based on your answers, and then we come up with three things that we can make changes on. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So now when we get to these three things, it doesn't feel as daunting to the family, right? Because right. it's like, okay, it's not like, oh, well, you need to stop A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. Oh my gosh, how am I going to do all of that? And I'm busy, <laughs> you know? Right, right. So it's a way that the family can work on this together. It's not just, well, here, you need to fix this yourself. And when you get back, this needs to be a change, right? Work on the family. So there, what are some of the three things that you see that are most common that you're able to help your family with? Because I heard you were saying something, I think, prior to us even coming on, we talked about like um, lifestyle changes, like introducing foods and so on. Let's talk about So usually, so lifestyle changes, um, I broke it down first with the food nutrition aspect of it. So a lot of times when I start asking these questions, I find out most kids are either eating out because they're busy and they're drinking a lot of sugary beverages and there's no veggies at all. Mm -hmm. So with those three things, I usually say pick something you're going to change in that aspect. And most of the time, just taking away the sugary beverages makes a huge difference uh, in their calorie consumption because the sugar or all the beverages, it's a lot of calories and most people don't realize it. I'm like, oh, I eat a lot of veggies. And what are you drinking with that? It's just like you're drinking an additional meal to what you're eating. So with that realization, just changing one from um, drinking uh, soda every day to drinking mostly water or even cutting it down from my entire, most kids don't drink water at all. Say, okay, only one can of soda a day. Just starting from this, small changes that can are sustainable. Right, absolutely. The biggest thing is sustainability. Because right. if you feel like it's daunting. Why would I continue? You might already think I'm failing before I even start, right? So sustainability is absolutely the key. Wow, 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 wow. So with all of this, I'm pretty sure that you've been able to, what are some of the 
stories that you'd say? You've been able to see some changes. How are the children feeling afterwards? I so afterwards. So when we make changes that with a diet, or uh, if that's the one thing you decide on, um, mm-hmm. usually we follow up like every three months. And what we look at is we continue following the curve. And most of the time, you'll be amazed. Their BMI curves are switching. They're doing the U-turn from the red and coming down to the yellow zone and we still we like we're not looking at the weight we're looking at your progress mm-hmm. and even if it's the same weight that's still an improvement all i want you to do is just don't add any more we can remain the same and be good it's the is the journey absolutely absolutely wow this is so wonderful and you know it's interesting because we're talking about childhood obesity and we're talking about it because we feel like it's during the time when you can help to prevent some of the chronic issues that can occur with childhood obesity. And just for our audience, in case they missed it at the beginning, what are some of the sequelae or the as a result of having obesity in childhood? What are some of the things that we're really trying to prevent in these children in adulthood? To let us know. We're trying to prevent high blood pressure. We're trying to prevent diabetes, high cholesterol issues. We're trying to prevent heart disease and uh, even cancer. Mm. And all of this, we feel like during the stages where we're at the childhood portion, it's a way for us to prevent this. If we see that there is an alarming um, change that's going on with the child. And I love the fact that you're like, I'm not using numbers. We're just using colors to give us an idea of where we are. Green, yellow, and red. And if we're in the red zone, we're going to make a U-turn, right? So we're going to make a U-turn. And how are we making that U-turn? By coming up with listening to what are some of our daily habits and what are three simple things that we can change in order to get this U-turn. And then within those three simple things we come up and every three months we'll look at it and you know we'll see if we're having improvement adjustments need to be made or and you know be able to celebrate like wow you've done it and biggest thing is these change changes we want them to be sustainable changes wow this is all awesome this is why dr friendy you're the queen right here taking care of all these kids in georgia helping them know that this is possible. Don't worry. We're going to work on helping you make that U-turn from the red zone, right? Like my shirt's red. All right. We're going to love it. <laughs> love, love, love. So Dr. Friendy, you're doing all of this and helping so many families, um, you know, to help to prevent the future um, medical, chronic medical issues that can occur um, secondary to childhood obesity, um, such as the hypertension or the high blood pressure, the diabetes, the um, heart disease, you know, high cholesterol. So you're doing all of this and you're helping so many people. But what are you doing to relax? You let us know. What are your relaxation techniques? (laughs) I love to spend time by myself meditating. I like that quiet time. So I have two daughters. My days are full in clinic and stuff. But before I start my day, each day, I need that quiet time meditation and yoga every morning. It is amazing. Oh, wonderful. Wow. Meditation and yoga. So by the time you start, you already feel centered and you're balanced within the world to start your day and help all of these wonderful, wonderful families. I love it. So, you know, 
we have found out all about, you know, childhood obesity, some of the ways that you're helping families there in Georgia. But I know that you do have some more resources. So can you tell them where can we find you and what are you doing out there on social media? Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Loam MD. Um, I also recently started a blog post, Dr. Loam MD. Blogpost.com mm -hmm. and um, on uh, YouTube channel at Dr. Loom Fernie. All righty. So you can find Dr. Loom. She's on Instagram. She has a blog post for which she's putting out all this great info. And she also has her YouTube channel. So Dr. Loom Frundi, that's L-U-M-F-R-U-N-D-I. That's her on her YouTube channel, right? And give us the name of the blog again, because I don't want anyone to miss out, because I know you're going to be dropping a lot of gems. So go ahead. What's the blog name? It's drloommd.blogspot.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Dr. Loom, M-D-L-U-M-M-D at blogspot.com. Wonderful, wonderful. And you're going to also be able to find Dr. Loom on our Your Karen Docs website because we're going to feature her. Yay! That's right. This wonderful information will be there on our Your Karen Docs. Our website, that's www.yourcarendocs, U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. You'll also find this info anywhere that you listen to your podcast because our Your Karen Docs podcast is there. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S. So we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Sprout, we're sprouting and we're fine all over the place. And you can find our information on our YouTube channel and also on our Instagram, Facebook, and also on IG, and we're ticking and talking around there, right? So I'm Dr. Tamara Becker with Your Karen Dogs, and thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Frundy. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for stopping by and dropping all of these gems. Take care, and thank you thank all you. for listening and watching. Bye bye.